Welcome to Birds Love You with my daddy and with my uncle Bud. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Booth Review. As always, I'm your host, Devin Primrose, joined by my brother from another mother, Mr. Blake Ivy. What's going on, baby? Not much. Not much, man. You, yeah, the audio broke up for a second. I thought you were just done, so I jumped in. I was ready. <laughs> uh, no, man. Good. As for those of you guys who are watching on Twitch, and you know, hopefully the audio is still the same quality, but uh, I'm at my parents' house, so I'm at a different recording location. Uh, came down to hang out with them for for the uh, Thanksgiving break, and so uh, here at my parents' house in Conyers, which is cool because like it's the same house I grew up in, and so like all the stuff like this Larry Boy stuff, Larry Boy that is from my childhood Larry that's not new. Um, and so, but anyway, just just being here is you know good, but uh, you know you and I we got to go to a Hawks game last night, which was super fun. We did we to go? We did. See the Hawks demolish the Oklahoma City Thunder? Well, now, uh, hold up now. Hold up now. All right. It was a six-point game at halftime. The third quarter is what we did What did us in. I think we scored 10 points or 11 points in the third quarter. It was terrible. Yeah. But it was a six-point game at halftime. They only ended up losing by 12, I think. So it wasn't like... It wasn't, it wasn't close, a complete though. demolishing. It was close. The first half was close. Okay. Surprisingly. It didn't look like it though. Like that was the thing is it was like how is this that game is true. even close? That is true. Yeah, it was it was a it was a fun time. It was it's always nice to be able to go. And I got to go to the UGA game this Saturday. I was all about some sports this weekend. If I had had my way, I would have also gone to the Falcons game on Thursday, but that's just too much. So uh yeah. too much to leave my wife with the kids and, and just abandon I mean, them. It's probably a good thing you didn't go. Yeah, I would have just been sad. It, <laughs> just, it was hard to watch, man. It was hard to watch. Uh but the rest of the weekend, I mean, we, we we spread our picks out, so neither one of us ended up being like too terribly wrong uh, this week. But you did you did gain one on me with all your craziness. Uh, Embrace last the week. crazy man. You did. That's just that should be the motto of the twenty twenty one season. It's just it is really embrace crazy. the crazy. Yeah, everything that can go weird will go weird. We'll get into that a little bit. Uh, in my opinion, we'll get into that a little bit in the uh, legit or counterfeit. We'll we'll get into that kind of topic uh for for that but yeah i'm ready to hop into it let's uh let me hear what you got for your your best of the booth this week my best of the booth goes out to a man that's in his second year as a starting quarterback he's playing out on the west coast down in la i'm talking about mr justin herbert oh the chargers were absolutely electric on sunday night Pun intended. And Herbert was the man powering the machine. Absolutely pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> the Steelers had no answer for him uh, through the air or on the ground. He racked up 382 yards passing, going 30 of 41 for three touchdowns, just one pick, and was able to snag an- another 90 yards on the ground on just nine attempts. He was He was averaging 10 rushing yards per attempt. That's crazy. That's 472 yards of total offense from just him as he became only the fifth quarterback in NFL history to have over 300 yards passing and 90 yards rushing. Wow. Which is, that's crazy to think about when you think, when you look at like the mobile quarterbacks. I don't consider Herbert a mobile quarterback at all, but. 
I wouldn't maybe, say at maybe, all. Maybe. I mean, he's just like, when you think mobile quarterbacks, he's not anywhere near the top of the list. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's got that sneaky athleticism, kind of like uh, yeah, Carson like Wentz did when he was younger, or Andrew Luck. Or, or like an early, early career Rodgers, to yeah, where it's Josh like, Allen, you don't, you don't expect him to run, but you're right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. those guys that, that, they're not known for moving around as much, but they can do it if they need to, so. Right. He had a fantastic game, that's unbelievable. After Sunday night, he's now fifth in the league in passing yards. With 2,927, he's fourth in touchdowns with 22, and second in QBR with wow. 67. Yeah, I mean, you know, perhaps it's time to throw his name into MVP talks. No, oh, well, let's slow that down. Let's slow that down a I'm little just, bit. I'm just, the stats, the stats kind of backing up for him to at least get some talk going his way, you know? Uh, we need to see the consistency, though. I mean, he's been... I agree, I agree. I think that, you know, but he is he is fantastic. I think the Chargers, you know, he started off the year a little less, like, underwhelming. I would say he was under underperforming this year. And then, you know, he's really turned it around the last last few weeks. But, yeah, Justin Herbert, he, he looks like he could be the real deal. What's crazy to me is that the we came into this year thinking that he was going to get to piggyback on a fantastic defense. And really, their defense has been suspect. Like, their defense yeah. has been more problematic than their offense. So props for him. That's a fantastic week, man. Yeah, he had a heck of a game. Heck of a game Sunday night. That was a fun one to watch. Like I know the Steelers aren't a great team, but they, the Chargers were up by 17 points at one point in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and the Steelers came back to make it a game. It was it was a good good ending for sure. Yeah, yeah. I to be honest, like like you were with the uh, Ravens and Dolphins game. I checked the score. I checked in on that one a couple times, and I was like, this game is not even going to be close so yeah it was that's it's pretty crazy that they did come back and and ended up making it a game so so props to pittsburgh for for pushing but you know yeah i almost said san diego man i, I just can't i can't think, <laughs> i can't not make them the san diego chargers la los angeles <sighs> i feel like la belongs to the rams i feel like one team has to go like make them fight for it like well, let's one call team has let's to call go. them the hollywood chargers then the Hollywood. That Hollywood Chargers. A, does not have a good ring to it. Nah. Nah. I like the Hollywood Rams, though. The Hollywood Rams. That would be good. My best of the booth. My best of the booth. I went with, I think, what is arguably the performance of the week. I don't think many people would question this. Uh, I, I know that Justin Herbert, sure, he had a pretty good day. But Jonathan Taylor, man. Jonathan Taylor uh, yeah, yeah, is an absolute monster. 185 rushing yards. And here's the crazy part to me. On 32 carries, like, they were leaning on him. They knew. You talk about having a game plan coming in and knowing exactly what you need to do. They were like, hey, Bills can't stop the run. Let's use the best running back in football. And so they handed the ball to Jonathan Taylor 32 times. And he delivered. 185 rushing yards four touchdowns on the ground, and then he added 19 yards through the air and another touchdown. So 204 total touchdowns. Uh, sorry, 200, 204 touchdowns in one game. Uh, 204 total yards and five touchdowns on the day, carrying that team to a win over who a lot of people, including the two of us, thought was one of the best teams in football coming into the year. And so that's true, but but I did pick the Colts. 
You did. I just want to let, did pick let that be known. You did I, pick the I Colts. I knew this. Yeah. Uh, and I told you, I would have picked them if it had been in Indy. Uh, but, I mean, they, they dominated that game. The Bills looked real bad. And Jonathan Taylor is a big reason why. So, uh, my best of the booth, props to Jonathan Taylor. Home improvement, Jonathan Taylor Thomas did a great job in the Lion King, doing a great job running the ball for the Indianapolis Colts. I would have absolutely gone Jonathan Taylor if you didn't. Like he, right. <laughs> he absolutely deserved to be mentioned. Yeah, he was. He both of them had fantastic weeks, um, and I just knew that you paid more attention to John uh, to Justin Herbert in that game. So I was like, let me talk about this running back who's just a monster. Yeah, absolutely the best running back in the league right now because because King Henry is gone for now. Hopefully he comes back. But just because Derrick Henry's gone, Jonathan Taylor gets to and he's working for the title though. Like he's not just saying, "Hey, Derrick Henry's gone, so I'll guess I'll be the best running back." He is working for it. My under review. I am going to go with the Dallas Cowboys offensive line. I was going to go Dak Prescott and I started I started really thinking about it and looking at it and I was like, "You know what?" I don't know that I can really blame Dak Prescott. Yes, he threw two picks. I get it. You can't do that. Like, you're playing an offense that good, which, I mean, 19 points is not really like, oh, a prolific offense. Um, but you just you, you can't throw two picks and expect to win the game. But he got sacked five times. He got sacked five times. Yes, Chris Jones had a fantastic day. Three and a half sacks, fumble recovery, and he forced a fumble. Like he had a a good day. And then the crazy, the other crazy thing about it is that they held the Cowboys to eighty two rushing yards. And so, like to me, this is a Kansas City defense that is this is not a a top twenty defense in the league, let alone a top five defense that that it looked like. And so. When you're not allowing your running backs to have lanes, the when you're allowing five sacks to the Kansas City Chiefs, who had 14 sacks coming into the day, they got 30% of their sacks again in this game. They increased their sack total by over 30% in one game. To me, that's an offensive line issue. That's not that's not the defense having a good day. That's not Dak Prescott having a bad day. That's not Zeke and Pollard having bad days. They they both played poorly. That all three of those guys played poorly, but it's because they had offensive line woes. They also had their all-pro tackle Ty Smith out. That's true, so. but they've—he's been out. He was out against the Falcons. And, That's and true, like, but like, I mean, like yeah. I, I know the yeah. Falcons are bad. Like I get it, the Falcons are bad, but the, their offense didn't look like this against the Falcons. K- Kansas City's defense is not that much better than the Falcons. Right, if it is better. Right. And so, I, also, I also do wonder because Amari Amari Cooper was out because of COVID, and CD Lamb left, I think after halftime because of yeah. possible concussion. So I wonder how much of that is Dak holding on to the ball a little bit more, trying to f- wait for a guy to make to make up a play because he ended up his top two receivers were Cedric Wilson, who was the third wide receiver, and Michael Gallup, who is also like. I mean, you, you could say Wilson and Gallup are tied at that third on the depth right. chart. Um, I mean, two guys that that wouldn't be number one anywhere. No. So it's I don't know. They, they both don't, and they don't they don't have a standout tight end either. I can um, definitely tell you that uh, we would take Michael Gallup as our number one in Atlanta. I can for sure tell you that. 
Well, uh, oh, but over over a healthy and starting Calvin Ridley? N- no. Right. But right now we don't have one of those. So Right, right. But that's that's not like if if with if you look at all the thirty two teams in the NFL with healthy starting wide receiver wide receiving core, nobody's taking Gallup or Wilson as their number one. Right. Including Atlanta. <laughs> that's true. So I just I just wonder how much of them being out affected Dak having to slow things down a little bit, stay in the pocket a little bit more, hold on the ball a little bit more, um, and not be able to make you know quick throws to guys that are that he knows are reliable. But yeah. I'm I'm with you. The uh, offensive line absolutely like Kansas City's defense is not good. They're and they not look and phenomenal. <laughs> and and that doesn't explain the rushing woes of Dallas. Like um, that is true. That is true. Yeah. So I just think that I, I, that's why I put the the Dallas Cowboys offensive line. I don't care if your starting left tackle is hurt. There's four other guys on that offensive line. Like run the ball right. the other way. Like it's that easy. And like a backup left tackle should not be should not cost you the game against a team that you are far better than. Like right. I, I, I get it. They had their top two receiving options out for for. You know, all the game for Cooper and for a good chunk of the game for CD. And so, I, I don't know. I'm just not buying it, man. I, I think that you're a better team and you got to find ways to win games like that. Like, that's that's the thing with Dallas is it's like you they're starting to pile up losses that they shouldn't have. The right. loss against Denver, you should not have that loss. This loss against Kansas City, you should not have this loss. This is the team that I'm starting to, to think when it comes to the playoffs that they're in more trouble uh, than than I thought they were. Yeah, I I agree with you, man. I mean, I think that it's it's crazy to look at this Dallas team and see the losses that they've had, you know, the last couple weeks. I definitely think they're better than this. And I, I'm not like I'm not worried about them yet. I think that they they're capable of bouncing back. I think they just gotta get healthy. But they're gonna be without Cooper for at least next week because he he's unvaccinated. So with them playing yeah. on Thanksgiving, he's gonna miss that game. With the short turnaround playing on Thanksgiving, they're probably going to be without CD in that game also. And I'm sure that Tyron Smith will be out all, again also. So as long as they're going to be any healthier, right. they're just playing a inferior team. I mean, maybe inferior. It's the, it's the Raiders that they play on Thursday. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll the see Raiders what happens. Are, I think the Raiders are better than the Chiefs. So we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. But oh, I don't know about that, man. They have, they've looked. Bad. That's true. Yeah, they've lost and some the Chiefs, of their. The Chiefs are finding their groove. Chiefs find their groove. Listen, I don't know that hanging nineteen points and not and limping <laughs> and beating up on the limping Dallas Cowboys means they're finding their groove. The only reason they were held to nineteen points is one hundred percent because of Micah Parsons. That man was making plays all over the field against Kansas City. You might have nailed that defensive rookie of the year pick, man. I mean, I think I think he's got it locked up. I don't I don't yeah. see much competition. Like offense, the offensive side, there's still some yeah. couple names that's floating between, but defensive, I don't know, man. I think I think he's got that thing locked what up. You, what you mean, offensive rookie of the year? It's Mac Jones, and there's not even a close second. I th- I think if Jamar Chase can start looking like he looked in those first seven games to close out the season, I think he'll he'll get back into it. And I think there's still a case that can be made for Kyle Pitts being in it. And if Mac Jones is to struggle at all over the final seven games, I think that I think that it could be a closer race. I, but it's those it's those three names I mean anybody else like is not even listen, close. It's those, you, those three names are the only ones in contention. 
you 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 hung a huge if on Jamar Chase. You're like, if Jamar Chase can true. get back to what true. he's doing, well, they don't give they don't give uh, if rookie of the years. They give it to the rookie of the year. Not- I'm just saying he's he's still in the race. Like I don't see anybody close to be, to doing what Michael Parsons is doing. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess I could I could see that. Yeah. And I think that you know you you bring up how bad the Raiders are. I forgot that I was thinking about it the other day that I, I would very much compare the Raiders to the Falcons. Of like, I just don't trust this team. I don't know what they're doing. They've got a good quarterback who doesn't really have any help, and their defense is terrible. Like, yeah. those two teams are in the exact same situation, and it's not fun. Well, speaking of bad play, my under-review is Baker Mayfield. Oh, yes. Now. Put that put that man under review. Mayfield has had a lot of talk about him over the last two weeks especially. And I want to preface this by saying to all the Browns fans in the stands booing, and to all the Browns fans sitting at home playing armchair quarterback, Shut up. These are these are the same types of fans as the ones in Kansas City that were calling for Mahomes to be benched four weeks ago. Remember that was a thing? Stands fans in 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 Kansas City were calling for Patrick Mahomes to be benched because of the way he looked. These are the same types of fans. And yeah, my same opinion. same fans want uh Matt Ryan to be out of Atlanta. Right. Right. Matt Ryan, a guy that at least Dummies. At least 10 to 12 teams in the leagues would probably take him as their quarterback right now. Yeah. Now, is Baker the guy long-term at quarterback? I don't know. Has he been great? Far from it. But and four weeks ago, you were ready to, to mail him an MVP trophy. That was week one. I was ready to do that. All right. <laughs> he was my preseason MVP pick if he played like he played down the stretch last season. He has not done that. That's true. You've been uh, more on the uh, Matt Stafford train. On that one, then you have been. Then you have been yeah. Baker. Yeah, yeah. But this this is a guy that's in a massive amount of pain, and is laying everything out there mm. on the field every Sunday, only to be re- only to be rewarded by fans audibly giving up on him. Mm. Browns fans, that's do you tough. really believe Case Keenum is going to come in and be that much better? No, no, absolutely not. Not at all. No better. With all that being said, though, Baker, you have to be better. If the shoulder injury is that bad, get it fixed. Miss whatever amount of time it's going to take and get it fixed. Because this team needs prime Baker. The top-notch five-star restaurant Baker we saw down the stretch last year (laughs) tossing out souffles. Not this lunch lady Baker serving up cafeteria cake that we've seen the last few weeks. There is no reason... This Cleveland team should only win by three against a winless Lions team, whose quarterback threw for 77 yards with two picks. How do you win by three against a quarterback who throws for 77 yards and two picks? Well, because the running back ran for 136 yards on 14 carries. When a running back is gashing you for 10 yards a carry, your quarterback doesn't have to do a whole lot. That's See still Ryan like Tannehill. that's still that's still like a total of two hundred yards that this team got on Sunday. That's true, and you only beat them by three points. Yeah, it starts it starts with Baker. I don't care if you have eleven Miles Garretts out there on defense going fifteen of twenty nine for only one hundred seventy six yards with a TD and two picks and a QBR of eight point six isn't going to cut it against top tier teams. 
You have to be better. If that means getting over your pride and missing time to get that nagging injury fixed, do it. You got to. Yeah. I think that at a certain point, the the coaching staff and medical staff has to be like, look, Baker, we're not going to make a run at the Super Bowl right now. So no. why don't but you the just tough, The tough thing out? is, the tough thing is, is like Cleveland is kind of, they've kind of positioned themselves, not to the extent that the Rams have, where the Rams are clearly all in on trying to get a Super Bowl this year. Right. But Cleveland's kind of positioned themselves to where they're banking on it happening soon, as in like this year or next year. Yeah. And so I think it's tough to tell a guy when you're sitting at six and five and you're still very much in the hunt for a playoff spot that, hey, we need you to miss time so you can fix this shoulder injury, potentially miss the rest of the season to fix it. Yeah. You know, I I mean, if I was in his position, I wouldn't want to do that. I don't blame him for playing through it, but like if it's causing you to be this bad when we've seen how good you can be you gotta fix it because yeah. that all the other thing at the end of the day if i'm him i'm potentially losing money by playing through this injury and playing terribly because i'm yeah. not i'm potentially not going to get a, a, a good contract now i mean the browns do have him under contract for next day i think they have his option is next year um they can easily pick up it's a cheap option oh, and they yeah. probably they probably will pick it up but I mean, this, they're going to point to this year about giving him a contract extension and really question whether or not this is the guy moving forward. And I don't think, yeah, but like, I don't I think, think that's really warranted. Half I think if he's got a half decent agent, like he'll be able to say he was playing injured, and like, like what what did you want him to do? Like he can't. I mean, that's true. But there was question marks going into the season about is Baker the long term guy, and he has not answered those question marks that well. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And I don't know what it is, man. Like, I don't know. It's, it's hard to like point to anything in particular and say like, right. I mean, I guess other than the injury, like that's the only thing you can really point to and say, this is probably why Baker is struggling. I mean, the the one other thing would have been Odell Beckham, because I, like I've pointed out before the difference in stats from when he was playing with Odell and when he was playing without, but Odell's gone now. Yeah. So let's see that improvement that statistically should be there. Yeah. And it, I mean it's going to be tough this week cuz they got the Ravens. Is this the first time we've had somebody under review who actually won? I think so. I think so. <laughs> but like <laughs> but like winning against the Lions by 3, it's like this just counts. Is that as a loss. is that really a win? Like, yeah. Yeah, you don't you don't actually earn. This is this really counts as a tie. Like it's a it's a loss for the Lions, but it's just a tie for the for the Browns. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good good under review, Baker. You got to figure it out, man. Get that surgery or play better. Yeah. Do something. Do something. All right. Uh, legit or counterfeit this week? We've got a, a little bit of an exercise. We're each going to give an MVP candidate and let the other one decide if that is a legit MVP candidate or a counterfeit MVP candidate. So I'll go first. I'll go first. I don't mind going first. Cool. So I said earlier that your you you your your theme for the 2021 season is embrace the chaos. I think it's a fantastic phrase. I think it sums up the 2021 NFL season perfectly. This is I don't think there's a a clear cut best team. Sure, there's the Cardinals, but like, is Kyler going to come back and be as good as he like? Is he going to be playing as well as he was? Um, yeah. 
how bad is his injury? Is he going to cut? You know, you got those kind of questions. The Cowboys have lost to some bad teams. The Rams have lost to bad teams. It seems like the Jags can beat anybody if they want. The Lions can beat anybody but if they want. They just don't want to. And it's it's just a weird year. For that reason, and looking at, at all of the players, right? Like, I, I honestly considered Trey Diggs. Like, that dude is having an unbelievable year. I think that if he beats the, the interception record, yep. I think he could yep. be an MVP candidate. I mean, I would give give that man his M- the MVP if he breaks the record. A 70-year yeah, record? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he's got two pick sixes. Like, if he gets another pick six and breaks the record, like, man, give that guy MVP. Because, like, that's unbelievable. But I think this year we could see it go to somebody who's not a quarterback. Because there really isn't any, like, standout quarterback play at this point of the season. Everybody's had a bad game. Most everybody has had two or three bad games. Like uh, like a couple weeks ago, people would have put Matt Ryan in MVP discussions. Ever since then, he's proved, no, not we don't have the talent to do that. Um, Matt Stafford, the last few weeks, has been kind of knocked out of the MVP discussion a little bit. I think Tom Brady's having a pretty great year. Uh, he definitely could be in the conversation. But, yeah. I mean... He's had weeks where he threw no touchdowns and two picks. So I think that we could see this year's MVP go to my best of the booth for the for the day, going yeah. back to the to the man himself, Jonathan Taylor. Right now he's sitting at fourteen hundred and forty four all purpose yards, thirteen touchdowns. I'll tell you this is the craziest stat to me. Okay, like that's like not super impressive all purpose yards and not super impressive touchdowns. Here's the craziest part to me. And and I sorry. I will say that he has been improving over the last like 6 or 7 weeks. We've seen him elevate his play up until the pinnacle this week of having 204 all-purpose yards. This is those are Derrick Henry numbers, right? Like this is these are numbers that we got used to him seeing. The craziest number for me is his number of first downs. All right. I'm going to work up for these first downs here. This is uh 1 2 Three, four, five. Top five in first down, rushing first downs this year. Nick Chubb and Dalvin Cook tied for fifth. Uh, fifth and sorry, I have them fifth and fourth. Uh, with forty-two rushing first downs. Jalen Hurts has forty-five rushing first downs. Derrick Henry is still second with forty-nine rushing first downs. Forty-nine rushing first downs. Wait for it. Jonathan Taylor has sixty-eight. First downs. 68 first downs. Beating Derrick Henry by 19. So of active players, he is uh, 23 ahead of all active players in rushing first downs. You talk about a guy that you can depend on. You talk about a guy that is the most valuable football player to his team. I think you've got to give it to Jonathan Taylor. You take him off that team, this Colts team, they might not have any wins. But... With him, this is a team that's looking like a legit playoff contender. We could be watching the Colts in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, I think I think that Jonathan Taylor, the way he's been playing the last few weeks, if he can continue to push that momentum forward, I think he's I think he has a legit shot at MVP. What do you think, legit or counterfeit? Uh, I'm 100 saying legit. Absolutely. I mean, this is a guy that uh, it's it's such a shame that. Derrick Henry got injured because how fun would it be to watch these two guys 
go back and forth uh, as uh, who's who's going to be the leader at the end of the year in rushing yards, who's going to lead the league in rushing touchdowns. Like it could very much go back and forth between those two guys, and and we honestly all got robbed of a very fun uh, thing down the stretch by uh, King okay. Henry going down. Okay, I I listen. I love Jonathan Taylor. I don't even think that happens, man. Like the fact that he just passed Derrick Henry this week. Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, two full weeks that he needed to yeah. catch Derrick Henry. Like that's pretty well, crazy. Yeah, Derrick Henry got off to an unbelievable start, a, a probably a historic start for oh, yeah. for running backs at least over the last couple of decades. But but Taylor, but maybe next year we can see it. Yeah, I mean, he was hoping. I absolutely think that he has he has a a chance because. If you look at what the Colts are doing the last couple weeks, they're they're kind of running that Tennessee style offense mm-hmm. to where Carson Wentz. We look at the guy that was in Philly, and he was kind of that pass first, it, kind of in that pass first offense. He was he was the guy there. They didn't have a running back, they didn't have much of a running game. But now, I think he threw like sixteen passes on Sunday, which that's like that's like Tannehill yeah. numbers. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, and and the crazy the crazy thing is the Colts like Carson Wentz is a far better, in my opinion, far better quarterback than 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 Tannehill is uh, when he's healthy. When he's healthy, and so if he if he's if he's top notch, and Jonathan Taylor's top notch, they've got some playmakers out there at wide receiver. Michael Pittman Jr. is is a solid wide receiver. That offense could be scary, man. Could be scary if they if they can just keep improving over the over the next seven games and get into January healthy, sneak in with the, with a wild card or or potentially make a run at that division with the Titans kind of faltering. I mean that team could be a tough out for anybody in January, especially yeah. with that defense. That defense is solid Absolutely. too. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. This that's a that's a good team. I think I was listening to a podcast last night on the way home from from Atlanta. And they're talking about how this Colts this Colts offense hasn't scored less than twenty five points since like week five. What? Yeah, yeah. I think I think they, they I think one time one time since week five they they've scored less than twenty five points. Which I mean, you score twenty five points a game, you put yourself in a really good position to win. Yeah. So uh, yeah and and it's all it's all on the back of Jonathan Taylor. I mean he's he is the catalyst that's moving that offense. So yeah, I I, I give him MVP. I'm here for it. Sure. I love I would love to see a non-quarterback win. Uh, I've talked before about how much I don't like it being a quarterback award. When was the last time that a that a non-quarterback won MVP? Do we know? I could I could not tell you. Uh I would think I would think that maybe like Oh six when LT, I think it was oh six was the year that like LT went off and had like twenty six total touchdowns. Uh, Adrian Peterson in two thousand twelve. Oh, uh, that's that's the year he he came close to breaking the record. Yeah, he won it in two thousand twelve, and then you're right, two thousand six, Ladanian Tomlinson, and the year before that, Sean Alexander. So back to back, running wow. back years. Wow. Uh, Marshall Falk in two thousand. Uh. Terrell Davis in '98. Yeah, so I mean, all that that's not... all that makes sense because that's that was kind of like um, the last the last great hurrah for running backs was like crazy, the, the '90s and into the early 2000s. But like, what's crazy but since is then you, it's been yeah. When you get back to that, like 2000 Marshall Falk, 
98, uh, Terrell Davis. 97, Brett Favre and Barry Sanders shared it. Uh, wow. <laughs> and then 93, Emmett Smith. 91, Thurman Thomas. Ooh, 86, Lawrence Taylor. So you have to go back to 1986 before somebody uh, on the defensive side or even just somebody that wasn't. Oh, my goodness. See, <laughs> I just found the craziest one. I had no idea. I had I if you if this had been a trivia question, I would have gotten it wrong. 1982, Mark Mosley, place kicker for yeah, the Washington yeah, yeah, yeah. now football team. Yeah. One I MVP. Found, I found that out uh maybe back in June. Me and uh me and Shane at work, we were like we were curious as to who the last couple of MVP winners were, and we found out the kicker won MVP in yeah, eighty two. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Yeah. So I, I would love to see uh, us go back to an era where we're seeing running backs win it. And we could, I mean, we start it this year. Give it to yeah. give it to JT, and then yeah. next year we'll give it to Derrick Henry. Like, yeah. like we'll just no, start I, giving I it to hope, running backs again. I hope Derrick Henry can come back and, and be his, his old self. What a shame it would be if, if we lose what we had in uh, – and Derrick Henry these last couple of years. Also, I can definitely tell you a kicker is not winning one this year. For sure. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Who you got for your uh, MVP candidate, legit or counterfeit? My MVP candidate is the man, the myth, the legend, Kirk Cousins. The dude is leading a surging Minnesota team that could make some noise down the stretch. Uh, on the season, he has 2,775 yards with 21 touchdowns and only two picks, completing 68.2% of his passes. That's good enough for third in the league in passer rating at 106.3. He's seventh in yards, fifth in touchdowns, sixth in completion percentage, but has the least amount of picks. The yep. one the one knock against him is that Minnesota is only 5-5. Five and five. However... They just knocked off the number one team in the NFC in the Green Bay Packers, and they've had some heartbreaking losses this season. One of them due to their kicker, at least one due to their kicker. Most uh, of them due to their coach. You ain't wrong about that. <laughs> Currently, he's on pace for 4,717 yards, 36 touchdowns, and only four picks. I believe those would be career best. Uh, the yards would not be career best, but it'd be close right. to his career best. So... Kirk Cousins for MVP, legit or counterfeit? Hmm. The only thing holding me back is the team's record. Um, yeah, that's fair. I think if this team can push to ten wins, even then, like I don't know if like a ten and seven quarterback gets you. You know, like most of the time when those quarterbacks win it. It, their team is like the best team in football, you know, like it's you, it usually goes hand in hand with like, you know, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are 13 and three. And so it's like, yeah. well, yeah, you give it to Aaron Rodgers. He's only thrown four picks all year and he's thrown 30 touchdowns. Like that's what we normally see. Yeah. Everybody's interception numbers are real high this year. Yeah. Um, so that's, that was, that was the big thing that I saw that I was like, whoa. How are we not talking about this guy? Only two picks. Two picks. Yeah. By comparison, last year, I looked up Rodgers' numbers last year. 
I mean, that's like Patrick Mahomes' numbers is to only throw two picks. Like, that's what we normally right. expect from Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers, 2020 MVP. He had 4,299 yards, 48 touchdowns, five picks, uh, 70.7 completion percentage. So you look at Kirk Cousins, like the one the one big difference there is the touchdowns. Like Kirk doesn't have – he's not on pace for that, for anywhere close to that amount of touchdowns, right. 36. But 36 CDs is also respectable. Like that's yeah. not crazy. That's – that's I mean, MVPs have, have been made with only 36 touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. I, I just – I think that the, he – man, I think it's like – I think it just really depends. I definitely don't see him as a – front runner but i see him as like a sneaky yeah like a sneaky possibility if some things go right like i guess i'll say this way that like if things continue the way they have been i could see him taking it because of other quarterbacks having shaky games and he hasn't like right that's the thing is like everybody else has had a bad game if he doesn't this year then i could absolutely see him win an mvp but I think yeah. if he has one bad game and they lose a game because of him, I think he's out. You know. Um, well, the one the one game, honestly, I would point to that probably voters would point to is the game against Cleveland. He he had them in an opportunity to win that game and could not make the passes at the end. I think it was on the final drive. He had multiple chances to hit his receivers to set them up to win, and and he couldn't. He couldn't. Um, yeah. And Cleveland secondary is really good, but still, I mean, if you're, if you're going to win, MVP, that's, that's, those are plays that MVPs make, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that it's such a crazy year that like, I don't, I don't know. Like, that's why I said Jonathan Taylor. Like, I just don't yeah. think that, you know, I don't think that there's anybody that they're just like blowing us away with their yeah. play. Honestly, before this week, I might've said Dak Prescott. Um, yeah. I think Dak is having his his completion percentage is unbelievable, um, and other than a bad game in Denver, he had been having his best season. Period, and then he goes out and he does this this last week against the Chiefs, not a yeah. good defense. Like, so yeah, it, it's it's going to be crazy. Like, it's not like every it's not like it is a lot of years where it's like, well, you know, it's between Aaron Rodgers and um, Russell Wilson, or oh, yeah. it's between. Tom Brady and you know I, Mac Jones could make a push for MVP. Like he's having I don't an think, unbelievable year. I thought about that, but looking at his stats, I don't think he has the stats for it. That's the true. fact that he's it, like he's not utilized a whole lot. Yeah, and and you brought up the question the other night. I think it was on Thursday night. You asked me if I would call Mac Jones a game manager, and I don't think that he is. But I think he is. If there's a term for like. A more a more talented like advanced game manager. I think that's where he's at. Uh, like 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 he's not he's not like an elite quarterback statistically, but he's not also like he's not he's not Ryan Tannehill. You right. know, I just don't think he has the numbers to support an MVP case. I used to I used to work at GameStop and they called us uh, game advisors, and then mm. if you got a promotion like the assistant managers, they were senior game advisors. So like you can have uh, game managers and then we'll have like senior game managers. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the guys that are like, you know, they're like the the top of the top of the line game yeah. managers that like they're going to win you a game or two. Like an Alex Smith. Yeah. 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 He's a yeah. senior game manager, right? Yeah. Like that's a he's a guy that you can count on. He might, he's not he's definitely not going to lose you any games. Or like a like a Joe Flacco. 
Yes, yeah, senior senior game manager. Yeah. Uh, that that level between uh, Matt Ryan, who I would put at like the bottom of the like elite status quarterbacks. Um, yeah. But he's above that like caliber between game managers and elite quarterbacks. So yeah, kind of kind of in that area where like Eli floated for most of his career. Oh oh, you're gonna put Eli in that category. I, I would just listen, call them. Listen, we, we, got, never, we might as well just call I those never good once, quarterbacks. I, that's fair. That's fair because I never <laughs> once considered Eli elite. You got elite quarterbacks. You got good quarterbacks, and you got game managers. I mean, if we're doing that, Mac Jones definitely goes in the good category. Yeah, I, I give him that. I give him that. We'll see. We'll see how his career shakes out. But yeah. I do think, I, man, I I'm actually like really excited for for January football to roll around because I do think yeah. that this is. Probably the most wide open field that we've had in in a long time. Like you don't have you don't have the Kansas City Chiefs like dominating everybody. You don't have uh, the Patriots dominating anybody. You don't have the Bucks dominating everybody. Like yeah. it is it's wide open. It's I mean you have even the Cardinals at nine and two like are not they're very clearly beatable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that Minnesota team. Usually we just talked about earlier that yeah if they're sitting you know, at, if you want to put sitting something... at five and five. Yeah, they had them that they missed a thirty-seven yard field goal to beat them in week yep. two or three. Like that that's a game that they should have lost. So yeah, I, I could see this being a year. I could see I could actually see the Indianapolis Colts being the nine and seven New York Giants who backdoored into the playoffs and ended up beating the eighteen and zero New England Patriots. That team was nine and seven and they won yeah. a Super Bowl. And and what's crazy is they won a Super Bowl against a team that was unbeatable. Um, so you know, I'd love to see I'd love to see a team that is the you know six seven seed sneak in and you know steal steal the playoffs because they got hot at the right time. Um, that'd yeah, be fun. To I'm watch. here for it. I'm here for it. Or I mean, if you're the Brown, if you're the Bills, like if you're the Bills and you you you're stumbling now and you can get it together and. Make a push for the playoffs, and this could be your year. You know, like I'd be down for that. The Panthers, I think the Panthers could make a Super Bowl run. Yeah, I mean, I, I think every team is beatable on any given Sunday. Yeah, I don't think not, literally at this point nothing would surprise me. That'd be a good like name for a movie. <laughs> any given Sunday. I like yeah, that. I like yeah. that phrase. That's yeah. good. Let's talk. Let's talk to some producers. Let's get some studios on the phone. Yeah, make it happen. Let's do it. But before we do that. Before we do that, let's get picky with it. Na 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 getting picky with it. Na 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 We got Turkey Day football. Woo The the best holiday not called Christmas of the year. Listen, there are three major holidays for football. You got opening opening week. Just kind of like a couple of, couple of days. I yeah, maybe Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. That's the, and you that's have the Turkey Day. Turkey Thanksgiving. Day. Woo! Just want to go ahead and say Happy Thanksgiving to all you fine folks listening. Hope yeah. you guys are. Uh, hope you guys have a wonderful day celebrating with friends and family. Find some things to be thankful for, even if it's not your football team, because I know for me it won't be. Uh, I am not thankful for the Atlanta Falcons this year in any way, shape, or form. But I think I think we can all be thankful to be watching football all day on Thursday. Starting off 
at 12.30 with Chicago Bears going into Detroit to face the winless Detroit Lions. Chicago is currently three-point favorites. I don't think there's any word on Justin Fields yet as far as him uh, being out, but maybe, maybe Andy Dalton, the ginger savior, can come in and (laughs) and save the day. Listen, he almost did against the Ravens. He almost did against the Ravens, uh, who were also down their quarterback, but we'll get to that later. Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions, 12.30 p.m. Eastern. Who do you got, man? This is a long, dramatic pause on purpose. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm taking the Lions. Oh, Give me the Lions. Give me the Lions. It's Thanksgiving. If anything, if I know anything about Thanksgiving football, it's that Thanksgiving football is the craziest football of all football of the whole year. Let's go. Especially... Especially when it's a division game. Division games are already crazy. This year is especially crazy, and Thanksgiving is always crazy. For that reason. That's three crazies. I'm crazy. Give me the Lions over the Bears. I don't care if Justin Fields plays. This is a crazy day. Crazy turkey day. Give me the Lions. This is this is their week. This is their shot. Do it, Lions. I also got crazy. It chose the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> Of course you did. Of course you did. <laughs> I had to, man. I listen. This is this is. I know I've said that I'm done, but this is their last chance. All right, this is it, man. I'm hopping. I'm hopping back on for one game, one game only. I think that Chicago, Chicago did not look great against the Ravens. The defense looked solid, but they were also facing a backup quarterback, um, in Tyler Huntley or whatever his name was. <laughs> Huntley, whatever, whatever his first name is, yeah. But the offense was was bad. I I understand that Justin Fields got injured at some point during this game. Andy Dalton comes in, puts them in a position to to win, and the defense couldn't couldn't close it out. But this is a Detroit team that just held the Cleveland Browns to thirteen points. I mean, I know I spoke at length about about uh, Baker Mayfield being terrible, and he was. Uh, but Nick Chubb rushed for one hundred and thirty yards. Cleveland should have scored more points than 13, and for whatever reason, they didn't. So if Detroit can hold Cleveland to 13 points, I think they can absolutely hold Chicago to 13 points. So I'm just hoping and praying that the Detroit Lions offense, or the garbage that it has within it, can somehow find a way to score 14 points. <laughs> they got, I mean, this is it's Thanksgiving, man. It's their only shot. And people who only watch Thanksgiving... The football on Thanksgiving, they're going to be like, Lions are a really good football team. That's what they're going to think. That's going to be the thought. Lions are, they must be good. I don't know. Uh, Maybe the Lions are good. That is a thought that nobody has had in at least five years. (laughs) I know I haven't thought it since Matt Stafford has been there. Moving on. We got the 4.30 afternoon game over on CBS. The Las Vegas Raiders heading down to the Big D. To face the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys coming off that loss to Kansas City. Maybe they can bounce back. Currently seven and a half point favorites. They'll be without at least Amari Cooper. Possibly CeeDee Lamb. That injury did not look great for CeeDee. I can't imagine him playing on, on Thursday with a quick turnaround. The Raiders have not been great as of late. 
But Turkey Day is crazy. This whole season's crazy. Maybe some craziness can happen in this game, too, and the Raiders can sneak it out. I don't know, man. Who you got? Uh, I'm not that crazy, um, which I, th- I like how I say I'm not that crazy, but I just picked the Lions to win a football game. <laughs> um, no, I, I, Derek Carr, he, like, I think that, like, in his, like, Instagram bio, like, one of his, like, favorite activities is throwing to anybody. He just throws it to anybody. <laughs> Receivers, uh, defenders, uh, coaches, cheerleaders. Fans like he would just throw to anybody. Throws Listen, interceptions. You, you chuck like it up. Someone's man. someone's bound to catch it, right? Yeah, he just his goal is just don't let it hit the ground if possible. I'll throw it to the other team if I need to. Um, yeah, I, I think that I think that Trey Diggs could have two picks this game, which would be so fun. Let's to watch. go. Let's that's, go. That's the Turkey Day craziness I'm expecting from this game. Is I'm expecting to see Dallas's defense go crazy on the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I think that even if their offense is a little weak, I, I don't think that the Raiders have the raw talent that the Chiefs have on offense to be able to even hang 19 on the Cowboys. So give me the Cowboys in this one. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I think Michael Parsons is going to be making plays all over the field just like he did on Sunday. Um, getting back there, putting pressure on Derek Carr. Listen, Trey Diggs get, gets two picks. Give that man the turkey leg. I mean, let him, let him feast. Really no, cool. give the I Lions the turkey him. leg. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm here for both. Uh, Dan I, Campbell I, gets the turkey leg. <laughs> I also uh, went Cowboys. I'm not crazy. Yeah. Uh, the Raiders, it's so weird with them. Like, they start off hot. We both jumped on that bandwagon. Then they kind of, you know, simmered down a little bit. Then they kind of picked it back up a little bit. And now they're back down. I just, I, I don't know what to make of this team. I think yeah. they have, I think that. We mentioned it last week. I think they've overperformed, and yeah, they're Atlanta Falcons West. Yeah, that's that's probably fair because I think that we both we both uh, got a little blinded by the Falcons too, yeah. and expected them to, to kind of make a little run, and they have since done nothing. Well, they've been depleted, man. Like that's don't 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 beat up on my birds, man. <laughs> the NFL's oh, got that oh, taken care of. We'll we'll get to your birds. <laughs> oh man, um, it's a fight of brewing. But but yeah, I both both picked the Cowboys. Moving on to the night game, Thursday night football on Thanksgiving. We've got the Buffalo Bills hobbling their way down to New Orleans to face the New Orleans Saints, who are also not in a great position themselves. Buffalo still somehow are six-point favorites. I don't know what to make of this game. I, I Three weeks ago, I would have said the Buffalo Bills are going to destroy the New Orleans Saints. And now I think that maybe it's a competitive game. Maybe it's a close one. Maybe the six-point line is a little too high. I, I, I don't know. You taking the Saints? Part of me kind of wants to take the Saints and, like, really embrace the crazy. And then the other <laughs> part of me is like, no, you're an idiot. This is Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. They're going to go out there and make plays all over the place. And, and uh, I don't know, man. Uh, the, the the Bills' defense is what worries me in this game. Because the yeah. Bills' defense has been garbage lately. They've been garbage. I don't know. I I currently have the Bills. That's who I've currently picked. But that might change uh, by the, the time we end our talk on this game. Who you got? 
you think by the time we end the talk, it's gonna be it's gonna change? Um, Listen, if you make some compelling case for the Saints, then I might I might jump on the bandwagon with you. I don't know who you so, got. So here's one thing that I think that we we under we underdo. I know that's not a I know that's not a phrase that anyone says. Um, something that I think that we do an injustice of is we don't talk a whole lot about injuries. I mean, this yeah, is this is pretty crazy. Uh, just looking at. Like the Bills injuries. That's what I'm thinking. It's just like, you know, we're not we're not like tapped into news feeds for every football team. Like we have jobs, we have families, like this is a hobby, right? Um <laughs> and so but like I mean looking at the uh looking at the Bills in the month of November, they had uh uh their guard go on injured reserve. I I'm assuming he's a starting guard. Why not? Um Two defensive tackles, one of them being Star Lotulele, which, I mean, he's a solid defensive tackle. And yeah. then uh, five days ago, Spencer Brown, another one of their one of their tackles, was placed on the COVID list. So, like, you that's that's some huge injuries in the month of November to go yeah. through. I mean, even if they're even if they're not starters, they're still backups, and I mean, you got you got to be able to give guys a couple of snaps off. So, yeah, yeah. That could, that could have an effect. Yeah. So I, I think that you lose a ton of players to injury. Like, like that's that's terrible. Oh, man. I just saw this. This is like today news. Demarcus Lawrence for, for Dallas. He's on injured reserve. Defensive end for Dallas. He didn't practice on Tuesday. I mean, that's not going to affect my pick. I'm still, I'm still picking the right. Cowboys. Yeah. I do think this is key is what's the uh... – What's the status on Kamara playing Thursday night? He was a non-participant uh, in Tuesday's practice. Also, Tano Passanio, their defensive end. Teron Armstead, their offensive tackle. Marcus Davenport, all questionable, and there's no comments on them. them. And Ryan Ramchek, their offensive tackle, also questionable. Uh, I just saw from according to Pro Football Network, Alvin Kamara did not practice Monday. He's not going to play Thursday, but I think he has a good shot at returning in Week 13. One more thing that does not bode well for the Saints. So if you're if you're starting Trevor Simeon and you don't have Alvin Kamara, uh, yeah, I'm for sure going Bills. I mean, I was going Bills regardless, just because the last thing I want to watch on Thanksgiving is the Saints win a football game. So I can't. I'd refuse to pick them, um, especially because I think the Bills are better. I still think the Bills are better. I don't know what they're going through right now. You know, whether it's injuries or. I mean, honestly, they can't run the ball, man. Like, yeah, this Bills team has got to figure out how to find somebody to run the ball. I don't know how they haven't solved that problem yet. Like, I mean, I guess the fact that Adrian Peterson just got cut shows that there's not a whole <laughs> lot of uh, running backs on the market. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I just think I think that I think the Bills are still a significantly better team than the Saints on most parts of the ball, other than maybe stopping the run. But if you're the Saints, what run game do you have right now? Yeah, so, I'm. I'm. Uh, that's 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 primarily why I also chose the Bills, is because like I think this team, I think this team is definitely the better of the two, and they're in a position sitting at six and four, to where they've got to start getting some more wins because there's a bunch of teams in the AFC that are quickly sneaking up on them. Um, 
the Patriots, yeah. I, be- I believe, just went ahead of them in they the did, division. Yeah. They jumped ahead of them in the division. So they have to go for wild card as of right this second. As of right this second. And so I feel like good teams, when they're in that position, go out and get the win when they need it. Yeah. And so if the Bills are going to be the good team that we all believe that they are, this is a game that I feel like is almost a must win. I don't think a game against the Saints you can necessarily classify as a must win, but they're getting to the point in the season with seven games left that you got to start getting some. And this this is one that should be an easy one, a relatively easy one, especially with with two games left against against the Patriots this season. I mean, you you got to you got to put some wins together. Yeah. We'll see what they do. We'll see what they do. All right. Let's move over to Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Let's start with a nice AFC North divisional matchup. Every team in the AFC North is sitting above 500, which is crazy. I'm pretty sure they're all sitting within a game of each other. That division is way up for grabs. And this game could be an important one in determining who wins the division. We got... It's up for grabs, but not entirely, like, worrisome for the rest of the NFL. Right, 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 right. No, but this is a divisional matchup. This is... We got the 5-4-1 Pittsburgh Steelers going into Cincinnati to face the 6-4 Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Cincinnati's currently four and a half point favorites. I see that's about spot on, honestly. Um, with the way the Steelers played on Sunday night against the Chargers, I could see them going in and, and, and sneaking out a game. I also think Cincinnati might be the better team, but who you got, man? Yeah, I'm, I'm going, I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm Cincinnati Bengals for this game for sure. Yeah, I, I just think that the Bengals are, are the more talented team. You talk about a team that has been impacted by injuries. This team has lost a couple of different offensive linemen uh, since the start of the year and just a couple of different other key players that they've they've had go down. But I, I do think that <clears throat> the Bengals top to bottom are the much better team than the Steelers. I think the Steelers, as we've talked about on this podcast several times, are some of the like luckiest teams in the NFL like like this team is definitely overperformed this team is not as good as their record uh, I just I don't believe in the Steelers a whole lot so uh, I think the Bengals take this game it'll be it'll be close because it's divisional but I I could definitely see the Bengals leading the whole game yeah I mean I, I yeah I could see them leading the whole game but I'm I definitely feel like this is going to be in that three to six point window like I don't think it's gonna be. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout from Cincy. I think Pittsburgh is gonna keep it close. Um, yeah. I did. I did pick Cincinnati again for the same reasons you did. I think they're, they're the better team. Um, when I sit down and look at teams in the AFC that I think should be in the playoffs, Cincinnati's one of them. Uh, Pittsburgh is not. And again, we're getting to that point. You guys start putting together some wins, start making a push, and so. This is a very important game for both of these teams. Uh, it could come down in the division. To to games like this, um, yeah, they, and with both of these teams, with both of these teams in the hunt for a wild card, I mean, for for seeding purposes, you definitely need to get get a win here. So, I think Cincinnati is going to do it. I think they're the better team. I think they pull it out. Yep, with you, we're in agreement so far. Let's go over to Indiana, which is crazy because I thought my Lions pick was pretty crazy. I th- I'm assuming you probably thought the same thing. I did. I did. I think we're both a little 
I think the fact that we both picked them is either uh, a really good sign, like the Vikings game was this past week. <laughs> or a really bad sign. Or a really bad sign. Let's go out to Indianapolis. We got Papa Brady and the Buccaneers coming into town to face MVP frontrunner Jonathan Taylor, baby. I like the I like the sound of that. Tampa Bay currently three-point favorites. You know, I feel like that's based off of the season that Indianapolis has had. I feel like that's kind of a fair line. Indy is definitely on the rise, but the Bucks have been the more consistent team throughout the season. They have had, you know, a couple of screw-ups here and there, but as far right. as steady, they, they've been they've been kind of steady throughout the season. So three points, I can see that. Um, That's fair. I think I think it could be a close game. Who you got, man? I am gonna go with the Colts. Um, I just you know me, I just don't I don't buy the Bucks hype. I think that this is a team that is also not as I'll say not quite as good as their record. I think they are one of the more flawed teams at the top of the NFL. And so I think that the Colts are surging, improving. It's in Indianapolis. Uh, I think that this Colts team is going to go out and and make, I think this is a statement win for the Colts. Um, so, yeah, give me, give me Indy in this one. And from the look on your face. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I also took the Colts. Um, and... and- Literally what you just said is is the reason why. I think that if this Colts team wants to say something to the rest of the league and wants to to to, to make a statement uh, as far as we deserve to be recognized as one of the top teams in the league, this is the game to do it. The Bucks, reigning champs. Uh, if you want to be the best, you gotta beat the best. And I'm not I'm not saying the Bucks are the best this year, but they're the reigning best. Yeah. And this this is a game that I think a lot of people will be watching. Indianapolis is a fun team to root for. And I think a lot of people are going to hop on that bandwagon after Sunday. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're they're looking like the most complete team in football right now. Um, they've Definitely got, up there, you know, yeah. Top 10-ish defense. Uh, if I remember correctly, they've got the best running back in football. Um, and then they've got a, I mean, a top notch offense. So, um, yeah, I was wrong. Their defense is still 15th, maybe 16th. That's so weird, man. Them and Dallas are like right next to each other in defense. But I think so the, where them and Dallas both shine is in the turnover differential. Indianapolis sits number one in the league with a plus 15 turnover differential. Number two is Buffalo with plus 10. They're leading the NFL by five in the turnover differential. That's Mm. unbelievable. They do a fantastic job of taking the ball away and a really good job of keeping the ball. They are fifth in total giveaways. So they don't turn the ball over a whole lot and they take the ball away a lot. So works out really well. If they can continue doing that, that's, that's a Super Bowl. Like that's how you win games is you win the turnover differential. So... Yes, yeah, so I just I just looked it up. The stat that I was referring to earlier, the Colts have only one time since week three have they scored less than twenty five points. Wow! You want to take a guess who that, who that was against? Uh, I'll name I'll name the teams they've played. They've played the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Texans, the Niners, the Titans, the Jets, the Jags, and the Bills. 
Who do you think of those held them to less than 25 points? Oh, it was the Jags. Yeah, it was the Jags. Yeah, I remember that game. Yeah, it was. I remember the that Jags, game. The Jags, who also held awful. the Bills to nine points. Yeah, the Jaguars defense, man. Legit, maybe? Uh, legit or counterfeit? That Maybe that should be next week's legit or counterfeit. Counterfeit. <laughs> counterfeit. <laughs> There's some there's some good teams in there that they, they played and if you're racking up that that amount of points against good teams I think I think you should be talked about yeah so yeah. statement win on Sunday I'm, I'm I'm here for it all right let's go down to Miami welcome to Miami we got the Carolina Panthers going down to face the Miami Dolphins Carolina one and a half point favorites we got Cam back maybe not Super Cam but I think we can call him Cam after Sunday yeah he had a good day on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, he had a real good game. So Panthers got Cam back, leading them down yep. to Miami to face Tua. And the Dolphins that, that keep getting some wins? I mean, they may, may, maybe this will be a good one. One and a half point favorites for Carolina. Over under set at 42. I could see that. I could see it being around that. Who you got, I don't man? know, man. I don't see it being a 42-point game. The This Panthers defense is... is they're not what they were, but this is still one of the best defenses in football. Um, currently sitting at number two in, in yards allowed per game. Give me give me those pantalones. Uh, I'm taking the Panthers in this one. I think that they're the better team. Cam is back, and he's no longer Cameron. He is back to being Cam. Um, <laughs> he is looking good. Uh, I don't know what happened on Sunday. I don't get it. I don't understand that loss. I don't really – nothing really I can point to to say, hey, you know, unless it's just – Cam getting back into a rhythm and them not quite feeling comfortable enough and, and uh, you know, getting getting into that. They should have beat um, Washington as far as the talent level of that team. So, um, but yeah, give me give me the Pantalones in this one. I, I think the Dolphins are good. Uh, I probably would take the Dolphins at home against a good chunk of the NFL, but not the Panthers. I don't know if you realize this, but three of the seven losses that the Dolphins have were by three points or less. Yeah, I believe so. That. So you're looking at games that one play, maybe two plays go your way. You could be seven and four instead of four and seven. Which but is like, I mean, you could you could say the same thing about the Lions. Like true, that, just because you play teams close doesn't mean you're a good team. That's why I've continued to have faith for as long as I have in the Lions is because of how they've played teams close. Uh, I, I'm listen. I'm not. I'm not calling the Dolphins a good team. I'm saying that the wins have been there and they haven't been able to close it out for whatever reason. And I think that I think this team is probably better than what four and seven says when you look at it. We've talked lately about how Tua and that offense is kind of surging. Tua's looked really good the last month or so. Yeah. So I could see this being close. I also went Panthers. I think that, that the Panthers are, are a better team right now, especially with Cam back. I think that, that there's there's talent there with Cam, run CMC, that defense is, is legit. Yeah, I, I, I'm taking Carolina. Now, I will say that this was a tough one for me to pick. Uh, I think that the Dolphins absolutely could come out and win this game. I don't see this being a, a blowout, but I think that the Panthers yeah. are are the better team. If the if the Dolphins win it, I think it's it's a close game. Man, the more I think about it, the more I, the more I might be feeling the Dolphins, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I you might try. And, like I, you want to try and gain a game on me? Lord knows you need some. I don't know. I don't think this is the one. I don't think this is the one. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna stick with the Panthers. But let it be known that I will be angry if the Dolphins win, and I almost changed it. Yeah, I. I mean, 
I could see the Dolphins winning. I just don't think they will. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to Foxborough. We got the eight and three Tennessee Titans taking on the seven and four New England Patriots. New England six and a half point favorites, which is crazy to think about because a couple weeks ago I think it would have been definitely in Tennessee's favor. But with the loss of King Henry, the defense didn't necessarily look great on Sunday. What you mean didn't look great? You know who looked great? Tyrod Taylor. That's who looked great. Listen, if you're if you're making Tyrod Taylor look look great, you're probably not looking great yourself. Yeah, your defense is. <laughs> you can't say it's awesome. This is two weeks in a row. They've kind of. I mean, they allowed 22 points to Texans. They allowed 21 points to a bad Saints offense. I mean, that defense is is struggling a little bit. It's almost like uh, there's somebody really smart on a podcast that I'm a part of that was talking about how the Saints yeah, are. Yeah, I mean, the Titans yeah. are drastically overrated and that as soon as people realize that they start to play teams, that they're going to be real bad. You remember when I said that, Listen, there's, I, that I would pick them to lose to the Texans at home? Like, I was like, yeah. hey, by the time it gets to that point of the season, they're going to lose to the Texans at home. And you're like, no way. And I was like. <laughs> Yes way, and then they lost to the Texans in their own house. Listen, this is in their own house. It is a different. The Texans Titans are team. not a good football team. I was talking about the Davis Mills Texans, not the Tyrod Taylor Texans that came out <laughs> guns blazing this year. The Tyrod Taylor Texans, yeehaw! Hey, I mean uh, the Tyrod Taylor Texans came out looking solid. They did. They did. First of the year, and then they come out and beat. The, te- the Titans, maybe that'll be the new move, is people will be like, Houston Texans? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. why don't you just admit that the Titans are actually not that good of a football team? So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, this isn't even close. Like, the Patriots, this is going to be, people are going to see it as more of a statement win for the Patriots, but in reality, it's just going to be showing who the Titans really are without Derrick Henry. When you have to rely on Ryan Tannehill, he's going to throw four interceptions per game. Like, he's not good. And, like, I know I was talking bad about the the Titans' defense, but, like, when your quarterback puts you in a position that he's thrown four interceptions, they were exhausted, man. Like, it doesn't matter how good your defense is. If your quarterback is turning the ball over four times, it's really hard to stop even a college offense, it would be difficult. And so, yeah, I think that the Titans defense, it might not tell as much about them as much as it does about the lack of offense that that team has. So, and they're playing a significantly better defense than the New England Patriots. They honestly could get shut out. Like I could see the Titans only points in this game coming from uh, a potential defensive touchdown or a turnover in field goal position. But, like, this team, I could see the Titans having less than 200 yards of total offense this game. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, if, if Tannehill plays like he played on Sunday, it, it could get ugly real quick. You can't throw... I think even Tannehill at his best. Throw, you can't throw four picks and 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 win against good teams. It just yeah. doesn't happen. And but the they Patriots, weren't even playing a good team. No, I'm, right. The, I mean, that's what I'm saying. They're like, the Patriots are absolutely a good team. So if you play yeah. anywhere close to that level, it's not happening. You don't You don't right. have a chance. I do think that Tannehill is good enough to potentially, potentially, if the defense plays like it like it's supposed to play, they can get some things going. I think that Tannehill is good enough to keep them in a game, but 
I think I think the Patriots are just too good. Me and you are both very high on the Patriots, and yeah. with with a win with a win on Sunday against the Titans, the Patriots. I believe would be the one seed in the in the AFC, which wow. is which is insane to think about a rookie quarterback leading that team to the one seed. Yeah, I think it just shows like how good Belichick is if he does like like and Mac Jones. Like I don't want to take anything away from Mac Jones, but like there was the question of like, well, maybe it was just Tom Brady that he's just that good, and it's like no, he's it's not. The Patriots went out and. I loved, uh, I don't remember who it was, man. I, it was somebody on ESPN. Uh, they're all the same. Just some white guy was talking <laughs> about how good um, the rebuild was for New England. That it's like they entered rebuild mode and it was like, okay, well, we lost Tom Brady. We're going to cut Cam. Let's rebuild. They went out and spent the most money of any other team in free agency and did it pay off? Like it's rare that you see a team go out and lead the league in free agency spending and it pay off like it did for them. Yeah. And they absolutely nailed their draft picks. Christian Barmore in their playing defensive tackle for them is having a fantastic season. Uh, then you have Mac Jones who is easily the rookie of the year right now. I just yeah. think that like that team, you give props to Bill Belichick in that front office for the fastest rebuild in NFL history. I mean, that is unbelievable, the amount of turnover this team had to come out and, and potentially sit atop the AFC here in, in after Week 12. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. So I'm assuming you have the Pats in this game? Did we do? I don't remember if you said that oh, definitively. Oh, I don't know if I said it definitively. Yes, I have the Pats. Again, it's weird to say, but I'm kind of a Patriots fan. Yeah, I mean, same. Like... As a Falcons fan, it feels like almost dirty, but also like it feels like a totally different team at this point. Like, I think that I've realized that my hatred is really more towards Tom Brady than it is the Patriots. I just can't stand him. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, let's get another divisional matchup going. We got the five and six Philadelphia Eagles, maybe surprising some people, going into New York to face the New York Giants. Giants. Lost another bad one on Monday night against Tom Brady and the Bucks. They sit at three and seven. They just fired Jason Garrett, their offensive coordinator, which I'm surprised it took them ten weeks to do that. <laughs> Eagles, three and a half point favorites. I could see the Eagles winning this game pretty easily. But who you got, man? Oh, I am I'm for sure going the Eagles. Uh I think that. I think that the Eagles are potentially starting to cook some stuff up. They're starting to put some wins together. And I don't know. I, I think that this Eagles team is not as bad as they looked in week two through seven, eight. Like, they're starting to to find themselves. And Jalen Hurts is playing well. I sent you that graphic today that ESPN had that, like, through his first 11 games, he is playing the same, essentially the same football that, Lamar Jackson played his first 11 starts. Yeah. So uh, I think that the Eagles, I mean, they, they, it really looks like they might've found their quarterback. And so, yeah, I just think that the giants are just a sad, it's a sad football team. Like it's just a, we, you know, free Daniel Jones. Um, as we always say, I, I will probably pick against the giants most weeks. I'll take the Eagles on this one. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think the Eagles are, the Eagles are surging They're They could be a team to watch. 
They are, uh, as of right now, they are a half game back from a wild card spot in the NFC, which is, I mean, that's crazy to think about where this team was a couple weeks ago. They've won three out of their last four to put them in that position. Uh, and, and they have a very easy remaining schedule. They get to face the Giants, then the Jets, Washington, the Giants, Washington, and then Dallas. I mean, that's a that's a very easy remaining schedule, very winnable remaining schedule. They they could be. Yeah. I, I think I could see this team being uh, uh, ten and seven very easily. Yeah, um, that gets you into the playoffs for sure. Uh, I think I think honestly, with the way this year has been, I think. I think nine wins get you into the playoffs. Um, it definitely does in the AFC. It's interesting and, and, and kind of cool to see. And I'm taking the Eagles over the Giants because I think I think they're I think they're better. The Giants team is a mess. Free Daniel Jones. That's all there is to say. Let's go on down to Jacksonville. Jacksonville, Florida. We got the Dirty Birds from ATL, your Atlanta Falcons, going down to face the Jacksonville Jaguars. The line currently sits at even, so there is no favorite. Uh, tickets are as low as $20 because the Jaguars are terrible. Yep, and nobody's paying to come see the the talentless Atlanta Falcons either. This is going to be a terrible game. But uh, the next two that we have to pick are terrible. Who you got, man? Man, when it comes to games like this, I just got to go with my heart. Like, I'm not going to pick against my Falcons to the Jags. Like, I was tempted to take the Jags. Uh, I think that the Jaguars have been real close to upsetting a couple of good teams recently. Um, and so I think if you have James Robinson in fantasy, is he still healthy? Is he is he hurt? Because uh, if he's not, definitely look for him have a massive day he's not listed on the injury report so uh definitely look for james robinson to have a potentially career day here in atlanta or not here in atlanta but there in jacksonville yeah falcons just have a plethora of injuries it it's i think that cordero patterson is more is closer to probable than questionable but, well, that's good um you know i don't know if that is a i don't know how like true that is but i know that jalen hawkins our safety, I'm almost positive he is out. So, um, and the Falcons had to sign another punter. Like, I think this is. I think the Falcons <laughs> are on their third punter of the year, which is just like, if your punters are getting hurt, you know it's a bad year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, give me the Falcons purely out of fandom and hope, um, but uh, it, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in this game. I think the line being even. Tells you that nobody knows. Yep. And this is one of those games. I'm going to embrace the crazy man. And I'm going I'm going with the Jags. Jags are going to get their third win of the year. I think that if you can hold the Bills to six points. If you can be the only team since week three to hold the Indianapolis Colts to under 25 points. Uh, I think that the defense is going to you know, kind of show out a little bit against the Falcons because the Falcons' offense is Matt Ryan and Kyle Pitts, and that's it. Cordell Patterson, if he plays. I mean, this is also a team that just that just let the 49ers hang 30 on them. I mean, the 49ers have a solid offense. Debo Samuel went off in that game. George Kittle had a great game. I mean, do they, though? Like, their point totals for the year are usually, like, under 20. 
Well, they've had like, they've had a lot of injuries this year though too, but they've finally got Kittle back healthy. Um, they've I, the, the some of their running backs are coming back. I just think that we'll get into the Niners later, but like I think the Niners offense is starting to get back together and getting getting healthy, and that's a that's a big big thing for San Francisco. But you make a good point. I mean, they did they did give up thirty points to the Niners. Right. So like so, I'm not gonna tout the Jags as like a top defense or oh even no, like no, no, a no me me neither good me neither or decent defense but but Colts the Colts offense is solid and the Bills offense is solid and I would say both of them are far better than the Falcons offense and so if you can if you can you know make some noise against those teams on the defensive side then I think you could do the same against Atlanta and I'm picking the Jags. Also, I'm not. Uh, I'm not giving you credit for embracing the chaos on a game that the line is even and that's, the Falcons are that's without fair. some of their biggest playmakers. You that's can't fair. say that taking the Jags is embracing the chaos on this I mean, one here. It's a two-win team, so <laughs> listen. If the Falcons don't have Cordero Patterson, they would have been a two-win team this year. That's fair. That's fair. Well, speaking of two-win teams, we uh, get the other two-win teams: the Jets and the Texans. Someone has to win. New York going down to Houston. What a shame we don't get Mike White versus Davis Mills. That would have been great. Man, that would have been great for the podcast. I think the legend of Mike White has run its course. Tyrod Taylor's back healthy for the Texans. Who knows what kind of game this is going to (laughs) be. Houston, I know know exactly what kind of game this is. It's going to be a bad game. That's what it's going to be. I think it could be a close game. A back and forth game, but just because it's a good game doesn't mean it's good football. I think it's going to be terrible football. I don't know who who you got, man. Uh, games like this, you know what I like to do? I like to go with the home team. So I'm taking the Texans for that, and almost literally no other reason. I, I just think that I think that the the Texans, even though they beat the Titans, I just told you that I don't think the Titans are very good. So. Um, yeah, give me the give me the Texans in this one mostly because it's at home and the Jets are bad too. So Yeah, I also went Texans. Uh, there's there's nothing to say about these teams. These teams are both garbage. Uh they're both they're both playing for draft picks at this point. So congrats to whoever loses this game. You'll be positioned for a better draft pick. But yeah, I have the Texans, you have the Texans. Let's move on because I'm tired of talking about crappy teams. Yep, 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 I'm with you on that. Moving on, we got another divisional matchup between the Los Angeles Chargers, not San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers, going out to Denver to face the Denver Broncos, Mile High Field. The Chargers currently two-and-a-half-point favorites. I feel like they should be a little bit higher after their recent performance, but it was against the Steelers. I wonder if old Herbert can carry some of that electricity over to this week. I think it could be a good one. Who you got, man? Uh, I mean, this is I I did have a hard time with this one because the Broncos. It's like they can beat Dallas by well, they were ahead by thirty most of that game. Then Dallas got a little desperate and they ended up winning by fourteen. Um, you, hop, you hopping back on that bandwagon? I'm not, man. Because then they <laughs> turn around and they got destroyed. Like I just you know it's it's hard to trust the Broncos, um, the Chargers. Even though inconsistent, are the better team. Um, the I will say what gave me pause about picking this one is that it's a divisional game and it's in Denver. 
Um, and so I, it wouldn't shock me if Denver won this game because both of these teams, like the Broncos have proven, hey, we can hop out and beat the Cowboys. And the Chargers have proven, hey, we can find a way to lose a game. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if Denver won this one, but I'm going with the Chargers. Yeah, I, I also have the Chargers. Um, I just don't have faith. I don't have faith in Denver. No, even with Teddy Bridgewater back there. The Chargers have lost three of their last five games, though. I don't know. I I think they're the better team, though. I think I think Denver. Nothing about that team gives me any confidence in them. So I got I got to roll with LA. Wow, wow! According to ESPN's Power Football Index, they have Denver with a fifty-four percent chance to win this game. I don't believe that. That's crazy. I don't believe it. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> this is another one of those another one of those games though that is important for playoff seeding. Like the Broncos currently are twelfth in the AFC and they are a game behind the Chargers, who are sixth in the in the AFC. So with this this one game could shake up a lot within the division and within the conference. So some some important games going down. It's it's just it the the standings are the standings are ridiculous between the three seed between the three seeded New England Patriots and the thirteenth seeded Miami Dolphins, it's a three game difference that separates those teams. Seven yeah. and four, four and seven. That's crazy. I mean, a bunch of t- bunch of teams that are five and five, six and five, six and four, all in the middle there. So it should be a fun competitive stretch. But this game definitely important to all that. But yeah, going Chargers. You're going Chargers. Yep. Moving on, we got potentially game of the week. The I, I give it that. Los Angeles Rams going out to Lambeau face the Green Bay Packers. Packers coming off a devastating loss, uh, lost by three to the Vikings on a last second field goal that somehow the Vikings converted. Which who knew they could do that? Look at there. This is another game that the line is currently even. Uh, there's no favorite, and I'm. I feel like that's accurate. I, I this was this is a tough game for me to pick. I've gone back and forth, and I'm still not confident in who I'm picking. So who you got, man? Um, I just this, you're right. This is a tough game. Uh, I think the Rams have looked a little hapless the last few weeks. Yeah, um, they've started to to stumble and kind of make it seem like maybe they're not. As tough as we thought the first eight or nine weeks that um, I really thought that the Rams might be like top three team in the NFL. And as of right now, I don't know if I feel that way as strongly anymore. Meanwhile, the Packers, I I honestly, I don't chalk Sunday's loss up to any kind of fault of the Packers. I chalk Sunday's loss up to football being football. And when you're yeah. playing away at a division rival, like you lose those games sometimes. It doesn't have anything to do with being a bad team or struggling in any way. Like I just think that's what happens in football sometimes. So uh, I think that the Packers are still uh top three team, maybe top two team in the NFL. And so, um, yeah, I- I'm taking the Packers in this one because it's at home i think if it were the other way i might have leaned a little bit more towards the rams but i don't know even then i probably still would have picked the packers i just i think that the rams if anything it's matt stafford and and i don't i don't blame matt stafford i know that i'm a matt stafford hater um but i don't blame matt stafford 
the Rams have the same problem the Bills have. They cannot run the ball. So if you're the Packers and you're smart, you're going, fine, rush for 100 yards. Have have at it. But we're going to blitz. We're going to put pressure on the quarterback. We're not going to bite on play action. We're still going to run at Matt Stafford. And, and we're going to get after the quarterback and put him in some situations to maybe make some bad throws, which he's done the past few weeks. So uh, if I'm the Packers, that's what I'm doing. And, and I you walk out of home, your home field with a victory. Yeah, for me, it's just that the injuries just keep they keep piling up for for Green Bay. Um, after this week, they have a bye week, thankfully, because they need to get healthy. Rodgers played all game Sunday with a nasty toe injury. Um, it's not turf toe. He says it's more painful than turf toe. Um, they don't know necessarily what it is. Uh, he said it got stepped on early on in that game, and all of the Pain symptoms flared up and were pretty bad the rest of the game. And he still went out there and threw for almost 400 yards and like four touchdowns. Um, like a boss. But the injuries, like at some point, the injury bug is is going to, to bite us. I think that's what bit us on Sunday. I think, as I mentioned last week, I think the loss of Aaron Jones was a big was a big piece um, yeah. to, 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 to that loss. He's a dynamic playmaker. Not only in the backfield, but but as a receiver, and AJ Dillon's not that. And they kind of tried to use him as that. They didn't really use him much as the power back that he's used as when Jones is back there. Um, yeah. And you know they were able to make some plays on on offense. It was a, it was a good game back and forth, but they lost their left tackle, uh, backup left tackle, Alan Jenkins. I think he usually plays right tackle or guard uh, but with Bakhtiari being injured he's been filling in for Bakhtiari all season still don't know if Bakhtiari is going to come back um, mm. or when he's when he's going to come back he is on he is on the roster they took him off IR but he uh, no timetable on when he's going to come back Elton Jenkins towards ACL so he's gone for the rest of the season it's just it's injury after injury week in week out and it's surprising that Green Bay has an 8-3 and three record but I don't this game is really tough for me to call, man. The Rams yeah. have the Rams have looked bad the last two weeks um, against not necessarily good teams. Like they beat, right? They got beat by the Titans and the Niners, and this is Titans without without Derrick Henry. So bad Tennessee Titans. It's tough, man. I part of me wants to take the Rams because I I do think the Rams could win this game. Matt Stafford's very familiar with with Green Bay. He's played against them for ten years or whatever. That's true. Uh, but on the flip side, Green Bay is also very familiar with Matt Stafford. This is a much better team than Stafford has ever had in Detroit. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes out and lights it up. I don't know about ever. Okay, let's calm that down. Matt Stafford never had the talent that surrounds him right now. He had. He had. That is. He had. That is Cap. He had Calvin Johnson. Which is and a Hall Jones of Famer. What has Marvin Jones done since leaving there? Nothing. What has Kenny Galladay done since leaving there? Nothing. Listen, I'm saying that at the same time, he had Calvin Johnson, Marvin Jones Jr., and Brandon Pettigrew at tight end. That was a no, solid trio. No, I there, think was that, never, there was never a time where Marvin Jones and Calvin Johnson played together. That is 
That is 100% inaccurate, and I looked it up last time. They played together for a good while, for at, uh, at least a year or two. So to say that they never is incorrect. All right, well, I still think that they're receiving trio of Cooper Cup and, well, I guess Robert Woods is injured. Um, but Odell and even the other guy who I can't remember his name right now, they're all like, they're all. Uh, listen, we're getting into splitting hairs territory. Regardless, I think the Rams have a shot. And I don't know who to pick. Sorry, I, it wasn't Marvin Jones. It wasn't Marvin's jo- Marvin Jones Jr. It was Golden Tate. Calvin Johnson and Golden Tate. Right, who also did nothing after leaving. That's not um, true. Golden Tate was fantastic in Seattle. <sighs> don't yeah, 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 me. That is a fact. Golden Tate was fantastic in Seattle, and it was multiple years. It was Matt Stafford, Reggie Bush, Calvin Johnson, Golden Tate, Brandon Pettigrew, all on offense. You want to tell me that that team was not as talented? Yes, I do want to say that. I think I think this team is... I Calvin think, Johnson is it's 1 close. trillion it's close. percent it's better close. than Cooper Cup. It's close. 1 trillion percent. It's close. I'll give you that. It's close. Golden it's, Tate it's, is as good as whoever the number two is there in L.A. Odell. Reggie Bush is better than all of the running backs that combined. All of the running backs combined. I know Reggie Bush was not a fantastic running back. I get it. I'm not saying that he was. But he is better than all of the running backs in L.A. right now. Maybe. So, absolutely. Maybe. And, and that Lions team went 11-5. and five. So, that was a solid Lions team. Year before that, Calvin Johnson, Nate Burlinson, Reggie Bush, Brandon Pettigrew. That's a great team. Went seven and nine. Matt Stafford at his finest. Year before that, it was Calvin Johnson and Titus Young. So, yeah, okay. Then we get into like, okay, yeah, he didn't have anybody. I'm taking, man, I'm taking LA. I'm taking LA. I'm taking them at this point because it's so close for me. uh, I'm taking them. I had the Packers written, but I'm taking them solely to have a game where we differ. <laughs> That's, uh, fair. That's fair. And and because like I think I think the Rams it would not surprise me if the Rams go out and beat the Packers. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I mean that's a that's a tough game both ways. Um I'm I could I could definitely see the Rams winning that one. It feels really weird picking against my team two weeks in a row. Like really yeah, weird. You shouldn't like it. I don't like it, but you know what? And you think the Packers are going to lose two in a row? I consider myself a little bit of a professional. Professionals are supposed to be unbiased, so, you know. Uh, I, I think it's I think possible. professionals I think are just supposed to acknowledge their bias. I think it's possible. I, like, I genuinely, because of the injuries. If this team's healthy, man, if Green, with the way Green Bay's been playing all season, if this team is 100% healthy, this team is going to the Super Bowl easily. But... There's so many injuries, man. There's so many question marks. So I think they could lose two in a row. I don't want to see it, but it might be a reality. Which if they do, yeah. if they lose this game, if they lose a game at all for the rest of the season, uh, that will be the most losses in a season that they've had under Matt LaFleur. So little fun fact. Wow. All right. Now that I've stopped going back and forth and made my pick, let's move on. <laughs> Finally decided to just pick against me. Bold strategy. Bold strategy. I'm picking against myself. I'm picking against my heart over here. It sucks. Don't do it, man. Don't do it. You don't want to do it. 
it hurts. It hurts to pick against your own team, especially in like winnable games. Like it didn't hurt for me to pick the Falcons over the of the Patriots this past week. Didn't hurt at all. I mean, I wasn't like I wasn't hurt by like I knew going into that game against the Vikings, like I was like ninety percent sure we were going to lose that game. Now I would have been happy if they won, but I was like because I went into it prepared to lose. It didn't like it was whatever. Um, I could like literally just sit there and That's watch true. watch the game as like a football fan instead of yeah like a rooting interest. Yeah. All right, let's move on to. Minnesota Vikings going out to San Francisco to face the San Francisco 49ers. Coming off a big win on Sunday. San Francisco currently three-point favorites, which is a little surprising because Minnesota also had a big win, uh, upsetting the number one seed in the NFC. I think that Minnesota could make some noise, but who you got, man? Yeah, I think that the I think this might be the win that the Vikings need to kind of get back on track. Um I'm also just not buying the 49ers. The 49ers haven't beat anyone significant this year. Most of their wins are... Okay, that's fair. Um, Outside of that, most of their wins are like, oh, okay, well, yeah, you probably should have beat those guys. I think they might have beat the Chargers, too. But even then, we talked about how the Chargers are not like this super... Whatever. you're, You're correct. They beat the Lions, Eagles, Bears, Rams, and Jags. Yeah. So outside of the Rams, you know, which they might have figured out that, hey, we just have to stop them from throwing the ball and we can let them run the ball. But I think that the Vikings are a much better team. Uh, I don't know that they're better than the Packers good. Like I mentioned earlier, that I think that that's more just football being football. But I do think that the Vikings are a better football team than the 49ers. Um, So give me the Vikings in this one. Yeah, I talked earlier about how I like – I like the San Francisco offense. I think the San Francisco offense has some nice pieces. Um, they're starting to get their running backs healthy. They're using Debo in the running game. He had 79 yards on eight carries and a touchdown on Sunday. That's yeah. That's just shy of 10 yards a carry, which is that's pretty dang good for a running back. Um, yeah. And then on top of that, he had he had another he had one reception, 15 yards. But they used Ayuk more in the passing game. They got Kittle back going. Uh, Ayuk and Kittle both had had touchdowns on Sunday. Garoppolo is one of those game managing type quarterbacks, and he sixteen and twenty two, hundred seventy six yards, two touchdowns. All of that's against Jacksonville, but like they came off that win against the Rams. They went into Jacksonville, beat Jacksonville handily. They've beaten teams that they should be beaten. I think yeah. that that stretch of they had four game stretch against Packers, Seahawks, Cardinals, Colts. They there was a four-game losing streak. But throughout that streak, they were dealing with injuries. Um, yeah, and, and quarterback injuries. Right. They they went back and forth between Garoppolo and Trey Lance. You're going to struggle when you have a rookie quarterback coming in there, unless you're New England somehow. Um, so I'm not surprised that they lost those four games. I think this is a team that is decent. I'm kind of yeah. with you. I'm kind of with you that I'm not, I'm not necessarily ready to buy stock in the san francisco 49ers um if i had to buy stock in one of these teams it'd be in the vikings i think the vikings right now are the better team between the two of them but the vikings having to travel out to san francisco west coast games can give teams some difficulties so maybe that plays a factor but i think the vikings are good enough they go in there they get the win uh, and they continue their their streak yet another game that we agree on again all the agrees 
It's like the old days, man. This used to be how it was. Yeah, and then it got crazy real quick. And it got crazy, and we got crazy. <laughs> More you than me. All right, let's move on to the primetime games. Sunday night football. We got another divisional matchup. The Cleveland Browns rolling into Baltimore. Face the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I believe Lamar Jackson will be back by then. Apparently, from what I understand, the reason why he didn't play on Sunday is that he was dealing with some flu-like illness all last week uh, and was progressing and feeling better, and then Sunday it took a turn for the worse. And so that's why he was a, a late scratch from that game. But I would assume that he'd be better unless it's something like COVID where it's lasting, you know, two weeks. And if it is, with all the testing, I would think that they would catch it. Yeah. Presumably he'll be healthy to play Sunday night. The other quarterback, Baker Mayfield, jury's still out on. He is uh, banged up like crazy. Ravens, three and a half point favorites. I think that's fair. I This Browns team, they really need to start just running that offense like Tennessee has with Derrick Henry, like Indianapolis is doing with Jonathan Taylor, and really, yep. honestly, leaning on the back of Nick Chubb because Nick Chubb can handle it. Nick Chubb is one of the top three running backs in the league, in my opinion. He's your Absolutely. he's your preseason pick for Offensive Player of the Year, rightfully so. This guy, this guy's a beast. This guy's a monster. Put him to use, and and they have. I'm not saying they haven't. He the guy ran for 130 right. yards on Sunday, but I think that if you want, if you want to. Keep yourself in the playoff hunt. If you want to keep yourself in in the division hunt, I think that's the way you do it. Alleviate some of the pressure from Baker Mayfield. Take take some of that responsibility off of him uh, to where you can relax a little bit, hopefully, and, and you know see what happens. But who 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 you got, man? Yeah, I just think that like I think that you, your defense has to step. Well, I say your defense has to step. I mean, they held the Lions to ten. Like that's right. not right. That's not awful. So they have had they um, have had some bad games this year, though. Yeah, I think that I think that that's when you're able to lean on Chubb is when your defense is playing well, and you can play ball control. You can keep the ball away from Lamar Jackson. You can pound it and run up the score a little bit without having to do a whole lot. And so um, I think that if the Browns do that, which is I mean honestly kind of what they did on Sunday, you know, like. You just play defense and you run the ball. And so if they can do that against Baltimore, um, I could see them winning, but I don't see them doing that. I think that the Ravens' offense is too good. Um, if Lamar's back, I mean, if Lamar is still out, then I think this is a this is a Browns game to lose. Yeah, but, I agree. Um, if if Lamar is in, then the Ravens, they'll be fine, and I think, the, I think they win this game at home. Yeah, it's uh, – it's – a little interesting bit of schedule here for for the Browns. They get the, they have to go to Baltimore this week, then they get their bye, and then Baltimore comes to Cleveland. So technically, in back to back games for them, they're facing Baltimore, um, which is weird. I don't I don't like it's a very rare thing to see. So I think these next two games for them are going to be pretty big. It's going to be big in the division. It's going to be big uh, for their season. Uh, if they if they lose both of these games to Baltimore. They'd be sitting at six and seven, and I think we'd be close to counting them out um, in in the AFC. I feel like Cleveland has to win one of these games, but I don't know if it's going to be this one. I think going on the road to Baltimore, if Lamar is healthy, 
I'm with you. I, I, I have I have the Ravens winning this game. Which, from what I just read on ESPN a day ago, they said that uh, Lamar said he feels great. Okay. So well, that's good. Um, so it, it looks like he'll more than likely be be healthy for the game on Sunday. So yeah, I think I think at this point Cleveland just needs to get to their bye week and hope that they can figure some stuff out. Hope that Baker can get some much needed rest. Maybe get in a little less pain. Hopefully they can come out and finish the, the season strong. Right now it's not it's not looking good for them. So nope. I yeah, I also have the Ravens. Let's move over to Monday Another Snooze Fest. Monday night football. We got the Seattle Seahawks flying from the West Coast to the East Coast to our nation's capital to face the Washington football team. And would you believe it? Washington is a favorite in a game. They're a one-point wow. favorite. One-point favorite over Seattle. They're coming off two big wins. They beat the Bucks and then followed up with a big win over Carolina in Charlotte. The return of Cam Newton as a starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. They got the big win, got the upset. I don't know, man. I'm kind of, I'm kind of feeling this Washington team. I've been feeling them most of the season. They kind of let me down a little bit, but Taylor Heineke's looking good. I think they got a we good thing the going, train. man. I think they got a good thing. Who you got? Uh, I I think that Washington's going to make it three in a row. Uh, I think that the Seattle, I just, I think that Seattle is a basement dweller of the NFL right now, and it's a sad, awful thing to watch happen. But, um, Russell Wilson could have a big day, similar to Cam Newton. I mean, Cam Newton had a had a pretty good week this past week um, against Washington. It, it just wasn't quite enough. Um, so I could definitely see I could definitely see this being a game where Russ is able to throw for a couple touchdowns, and but that defense is just atrocious. Um, it is terrible. Bad. Like you allowed twenty three points to Colt McCoy. You allowed 23 points to Colt McCoy. That's a bad team. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, give me give me the old football team in this one. I also went with Heine. I went with yeah. Washington. I'm not uh, surprised. <laughs> yeah, no, no surprise to anybody that listens to the podcast. I feel good about this team, man. I think, you know, their defense is also not good. Uh, the loss of Chase Young for the season doesn't help them out any. Um, the three games back from Dallas and the division, they get the Seahawks, then they go to Vegas, they get Dallas, go to Philly, go to Dallas, get Philly, go to New York, face the Giants. You know, that's, I think, outside of the two games against the Cowboys, I might take Washington in all those games. The Philly games are going to be interesting with the way Philly's, the trajectory of Philly. Nah. New York, New York is not a good team. Vegas is, who knows what you're getting in Vegas. I think they lose to Vegas. I they, think they, they might, I think they, they might, but this is a team that also just beat the Bucks. So, I think again, that's football being football. I don't, I don't think they beat the Bucks because they're the better team. I think they just things happen sometimes. I mean, they, man, I, I don't think they're good enough to beat the Eagles either. I think you just hate the hate the Washington football team for some reason. No, no, I really don't. I think that they're I think that they're in the exact same situation as the New York Giants. That it's like No, they're they're, got, they're better than the Giants though. No, it they're not though. Like 
they have a better run game than the Giants, and their quarterback play like a significantly better running back running game than the Giants. Yeah. And their uh and their quarterback is only slightly worse than Daniel Jones. Right. And I mean I think defenses and are equal. And and Washington's receiving core is better. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget I forget Scary Terry's there. Yeah. Um so I think that's just like a uh, sports rule that if a guy's name is Terry, you have to nickname <laughs> Scary Terry, even if he's just like above average. Like he's Scary Terry now. Listen, I um, I agree with you that, that defense the defense is the reason why they're sitting at four and six. Um, if they had a, I think if they even had a mid level defense, this team's probably at least at least six and four. Flip it two games at least. Maybe. Um, yeah. I think that's fair. The offense is talented enough, in my opinion, talented enough to hang with most teams in the league. Again, this is a team that just beat the Panthers. They just beat yeah. uh they just beat the Bucks. Two weeks before beating the Bucks, they outpaced the Packers in yards and lost that game by fourteen because they kept going for it on fourth down and couldn't convert. But yeah. yards wise, they were better they were better offensively. And that was that's against a good defense in Green Bay. I just Yeah. I like this team. I think they have a shot at 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 making a push for the playoffs. They made the playoffs last year. This year is very very different. Um, but I think I think Washington's better than, than the Giants. I think they're closer to being similar to Philly than New York. And I think those Philly games will be fun. I'm not going to pick them against Dallas. I think Dallas is the better team. But I think those Philly games yeah. will be fun and will be. I mean, that's going to be a fun fun games to watch. Yeah. I think that um, I think that this week will tell us a lot about the Eagles. If the Eagles can go handle business against the Giants, then then we'll kind of know a little bit more of what we're expecting from the Eagles. But if they struggle or stumble against the Giants, then I think that those those games against Washington get called into question a little bit more for me, at least. Agreed. Agreed. So we only had the one, the two games that we differed on, and it's yep, just Jags and Falcons, <laughs> and and it's our teams. <laughs> It's our teams. It's that I went with my team and you didn't go with your team. So that's the only. Wow. That's wow. our our fate rests with our own teams. We'll be rooting. Well, I'll be rooting for my team and for your team, and you'll be rooting against our teams. I'll be rooting for my team also. It's just you're you're the enemy of the state. That's who you are. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, again, make sure you go follow us on Twitch, um, at Booth Review Pod. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Booth Review Pod. We appreciate you listening week in, week out. And I want to wish y'all a happy Thanksgiving again. We're getting into the holiday season. A lot of traveling. Hopefully you're listening to us on the road as you're going to visit your friends and family. And hopefully you have a great yeah. time watching some football, eating some good food. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, but I think, as always, that's that. That's that. That's that.